We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Steve with TPFL. It's Friday. It is March 25th. It is 2022. We have seven NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I am joined by my buddy, Keith Eiser, Eyes819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Oh, not too much. Uh, doing better than I was about five minutes ago. I hit Drew Holiday early in the day before Giannis got ruled out at over 19 and a half points. Um, and then um, Giannis ends up getting ruled out and I took him again at 23 and a half points. And I, it was looking like the blowout was going to get me and we weren't even going to get the first one at 19 and a half, despite beating the closing line by five points. But luckily Washington made a run and, and Milwaukee put their starters in for the last four minutes of the fourth here. And, and Drew is now up to 24 points. So. Glad to see that happen. I was tilting that a little bit a minute ago. I'm glad it worked out for you. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it is. I the one thing that like we so we recorded the podcast last night. We got done. Get up this morning and all the news. It like it completely changed the entire slate. Um, so. Again, it, that's more of just a reminder that this is a first look podcast. You're going to want to follow stuff throughout the day. Um, so much can change throughout the day. Um, I stayed heavy on Booker. So far, it's working out. Um, he came in at lower than I thought he was going to. But I, I mean, I didn't have I didn't have Siakam, so that might hurt me. He had a really so- solid game, so we'll have to kind of see, but. Anyway, um, 
Bones Highland to give the guy minutes. Um, I think he yeah. had like 19 first half minutes uh, against Phoenix. So in 11 minutes, he, he had 19 points. So give the guy the minutes. He hit uh, three or four three-pointers or something. So anyway, let's jump into this slate, though. We move on to Friday's slate. We got a seven-gamer. This is a really – like seven games on a Friday is like, all right, that's juicy. Uh, here we go. So. Yeah. Yeah, usually Fridays we get those 11 or 12 gamers, and it's just brutal to try to break down, especially when we get a ton of news. So this is a, a nice slice later. We got Utah at Charlotte, 232.5 total here. The Jazz, a 3.5-point favorite. Looking at the injury report here, Utah, Bogdanovich is out. Whiteside is questionable. Gordon Hayward remains out for Charlotte. That's really the only big news here. So looking at Utah first on the road against Charlotte. I mean, I, I think thing that I, I would absolutely love in this game is Rudy Gobert. He could just absolutely crush in this spot. He put up 55 fantasy points the first time these two teams met earlier this season. He had 21 rebounds and 23 points. I could easily see him him having another 2020 type of game here. Um, what are your thoughts here on Utah? It's funny you mentioned Gobert. I specifically went and looked up uh, to see what he did against Charlotte the first time because it just seems like this is a phenomenal matchup for him. Charlotte does not defend big men very well. Um, yeah, and, and Rudy Smash, like you mentioned. So absolutely love that. Donovan Mitchell has been shooting the ball a ton without Bogdanovich in there. Um, he's up at nine K, but this is a, this is a great matchup. So I love Mitchell as well. Um, I'm, I'm going to have a ton of, a ton of exposure to both Mitchell and Gobert. I don't ever like playing like the Conleys on this team. Um, so I, I'm probably just going to play the two stars, love the matchup here. Um, we'll have to try to figure out who to run it back with on the other side. Their, their pricing is always tough, but I, I definitely love Mitchell and Gobert here. Yeah, you know, if you if you wanted to play maybe some Clarkson in large field tournaments, I, I think the Boston game, it was just an ugly game, man. They got crushed. His minutes have been really solid with Bogdanovich out and with Bogdanovich already right out here. I, I think Clarkson is in line in a close game for like 35 minutes at 6,200, and I don't have his Fandle price up in front of me, but Clarkson's just one of those guys in large field tournaments that, he could go for 40 plus. He he could get you that six, seven X type game. And I'm sure he'll probably pretty be pretty low owned here. So don't mind Clarkson. And again, I just kind of overlooked that Boston game. It was, I mean, they got crushed. The Charlotte side of this game, you know, Lamelo is eighty nine hundred. He has gone over 50 fantasy points in two of the last four games. He's had some good games here recently. Rogier still shooting a ton, but not really you know, getting the assists and the rebounds that we, you know, he, this dude had triple double upside a few weeks ago. Um, so, and then I think bridges is fine. I just think he's priced appropriately. He's kind of right in that range. So for me, I struggle with Charlotte. If Mason Plumlee could stay out of foul trouble, they're going to need his size in this game. But honestly, Charlotte's probably one of those teams where I just don't have a ton of DFS interests. Yeah, that's what I was hinting at. Like, it's just tough to play these guys. There's definitely some ceiling in here, um, but really tough matchup against Utah. I mean, it's definitely going to be large field shots only. Um, Lamelo at 8,900. He's 
come around here a little bit recently. We've seen the ceiling a little bit more out of him. I don't mind that, but I'm not going to have a ton of exposure. Rogier's been pretty bad lately after having just a, a phenomenal run where he was putting up, seems like 50 DK points every night has fallen off considerably from that. It's tough to pay 7,900 for him. And I don't see Miles Bridges going, going nuts in this matchup at 7,800. So I'm with you, not a ton of exposure, but I'm going to play so much Mitchell and Gobert that I'll probably end up sprinkling those three guys in just throughout my lineups and hoping I find a ceiling somewhere. It's definitely going to be a max of one of them, though, for me. You know, Washington at Detroit, 218 and a half total in this game. The Pistons, a two and a half point favorite. Washington, second end of a back to back um, on the Detroit side. Diallo is out. Uh, that's really it. So and we're not even seeing like Cunningham or anybody on the injury report. So assuming on the Washington side, Kyle Kuzma is going to be out. It'd be interesting to see if they play Porzingis on the second end of a back-to-back. I mean, they're kind of at that point of the season where unless they like go on a massive run, they're probably not making the playoffs. So now is it preserve, 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 um, keep these guys healthy. So we'll have to kind of see what the injury report looks like here for Washington before we can make full-on decisions. Um, anything standing out to you for Washington? No, definitely need to keep an eye on the injury report. I, I don't see why they would play Porzingis on the second half of a back-to-back. Um, like you mentioned, their season has kind of get, gotten away from them. They have uh, maybe an outside shot at the playoffs, but it's it's really unlikely that they even make the play-in at this point. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Porzingis sit. And then maybe we'd, we'd look at some of the other guys, Caldwell Pope. Uh, Avdia Hachimura has been playing a little bit better. I guess if Porzingis is in there, Hachimura is the one guy I would look at. Um, don't mind that price tag at 4,600. We've seen the minutes come up on him a little bit here recently. Um, so he's fine. Uh, and then Kispert, if he gets hot from three, he can put up a, a decent number as well. But I just, I played a lot of Porzingis on the last slate and that, that did not work out well against Milwaukee missing a bunch of guys. I don't, I definitely don't think I would chase him on a back-to-back if he plays. Um, So probably more looking into the, the low four K's for some of these Washington guys. Yeah. I I could definitely see Ish Smith getting like some ownership in this game, more of just, just, he had a really strong game and now he gets a matchup with with Detroit. I could see Ish Smith getting some ownership here at 3900. I don't know if I want to chase that or not. Um I don't know. I think the whole situation here for this team is just tough. So, at the end of the day, I'm going to I'm probably going to be a little careful looking at this looking at this team. Um, on the Detroit side, I think Cunningham has a monster, monster ceiling in this game. Washington, they stake on defense. They've been one of the worst defensive teams here um, lately. What are your thoughts here when it comes to Detroit? Yeah, Detroit's been playing actually pretty decent basketball here recently, too. Um I mean, Washington just getting absolutely trucked by Drew Holiday and a bunch of um, Milwaukee bench players, basically without their two stars, the other two stars. They're just not very good. So I definitely have some interest in Detroit. Um, 
You mentioned Cunningham. I like him. Jeremy Grant has been playing a lot better recently. He's at 7,100. Um, sat out a couple of games ago and came back and only played 22 minutes. Um, that, that was a bit of a blowout. So I'm guessing the blowout kind of cut into his action there, but he was well over 35 minutes um, before that and has been playing, playing well. Um, so I, I do like Jeremy Grant a good amount in this matchup. Sadiq Bay is, is hit or miss it with Grant back in there. I think Bay is actually a little bit overpriced. So probably just Cunningham and Grant for me, um, not chasing Bagley or Stewart really at these prices either. Yeah, I think it's really just Cunningham. Um, I could, I still don't know, even with Bagley getting the minutes, if like the ceiling is high enough with just so many people playing the minutes. Um, so I think that's just kind of where I struggle when it comes to playing any of the bigs on Detroit. Um, yeah, I mean, the, there's some upside. Sure, it's a good matchup, but I really. On the Detroit side, I really just kind of lean towards playing Cunningham, and that's really it. And yeah, all right, Golden State at Atlanta, two twenty total in this game. The Hawks are a two point favorite. Looking at the injury report for Atlanta, Collins is out. Curry is out. Wiseman remains out, and Iguodala is questionable. So Golden State, I mean, kind of rested some players here recently. Outside of Curry, they're they're pretty healthy. Uh, any interest in the Warriors? Pricing is tough on the Warriors. A little bit of sticker shock here. You got Clay all the way up up at eighty one hundred, and Jordan Poole up at seventy eight hundred. I don't think I can pay that price for Clay. I mean, the dude has been taking a ton of shots, but he's just not doing enough on the peripherals for me to want to pay that price. I know Atlanta is a, a really good matchup and I think somebody from golden state is going to get there. I, I'm going to lean to pool just slightly I'll save the 300 bucks. He's been shooting a ton here recently as well. And he's, he's had his shot a little bit better than clay. Like clay is shooting, but he's, his, he's struggling from a percentage standpoint. Efficiency has not been great. Um, so I think I would lean to pool. But man, seventy eight hundred for Pool is is tough. Um, but great matchup, and with Curry out of there, one of these guys is going to put up a ton of points. Um, I'm not, I'm not doing the Wiggins thing. I just can't do it. He's he's been struggling way too much. So I I guess Pool is my guy. I don't love the price, but I do like the matchup, and I think that that one of these guys gets there. Yeah, I I think I kind of agree. I think I limit Clay and and Pool maybe even Wiggins together, like maybe just a max of one of those guys. If I'm playing golden yeah. state, um, I mean, Draymond played 29 minutes against the Orlando magic the other night and then sat the next night. So maybe his minutes are going to be closer to 30. They bumped up his price a little bit. So, I mean, that makes him a little tougher to play, but I mean, the guy that's been playing really good with Curry out is Otto Porter jr. So, Someone that I honestly, I don't mind, you know, looking at him in this spot on the Atlanta side. I mean, it's Trey young. If you're wanting to pay up, I think Clint Capella at 6,300 is a little interesting. I just worry this game goes small and we see more Gallinari and Hunter type plays than a Clint Capella. So I think that's my biggest concern with Capella in this matchup. 
Yeah, um, tough matchup here for Atlanta. Um, and Trey's up at 10-7, so you got to pay for him. I don't know how much of him I will get with Jokic and Embiid on the slate. Um, he's definitely third behind those two for me. Uh, I'm, I'm out on Capella as well. Just haven't seen enough from him. His minutes are all over the place. Seems like there's a, a cap around 30. Like they don't, they, he never gets into the mid 30s. Um, Bogdanovich, the price has come up a little bit too, but he's pr- maybe the other guy I would have slight interest in. Uh, he kind of leads that second unit, which just gets a ton of usage off the bench there. So you've seen him pop off for a couple of ceiling games here recently. But again, just a tough matchup. And I really don't have a ton of interest in Atlanta here. Yeah. I don't really have a ton of interest in Atlanta either outside of maybe Trey Young. New York, Knicks, Miami Heat, 215 total in this game. Miami is a five and a half point favorite. Looking at the injury report here, Butler is questionable. Hero is questionable. Caleb Martin is questionable. Oladipo is out. Duncan Robinson is questionable. PJ Tucker is questionable. And Gabe Vincent is out. On the Knicks side of things, Noel remains out. Reddish is out. Rose Kimba out. But the big thing that we're going to be watching here is Julius Randle and Mitch Robb are both questionable. So starting here with the Knicks, it's so hard to break down this game night before because obviously we got Hero, we got Butler, we got Randle, we got Robinson, we got Martin, Robinson, the other Robinson, P.J. Tucker. So many question marks here. What are your thoughts on the Knicks? Yeah, this game has by far the most news uh, pending of any of the games. I mean, at least that we know that we need answers on. I, I would assume that we'll see more weird stuff pop up throughout the day. But early on, there's definitely a ton we're waiting on here. Uh, Randall is a big one. Uh, RJ Barrett's price tag has come up, but I still have interest even at 8400 even in a tough matchup if um, – if Randall is out just because he's been shooting so much here recently and he's been really good. Um, Miami is not a team. I like to target DFS wise, but when you've got a, a high usage guy like Randall sitting out, I, you can still take some shots on Barrett. Uh, if Randall is in, I it's the Knicks are probably just going to be pretty much an avoid for me. Um, Randall out. I might go a little bit deeper on that. Alec Burks is a guy who has been getting some run. It's been well over 30 minutes recently. Uh, 6,100 for him. I think you can definitely take some shots there. Um, quickly in Fournier, I mean, large field only and would need Randall out for that as well, but definitely, definitely dependent upon the news. Um, Randall out. I have a lot of interest in Barrett Randall in. I'm, I'm probably staying away from most of the Knicks. Yeah. If Randall sits even in a tough matchup, I like Barrett, um, I think the usage is just too high not to have interest in him. If Randall's out, I definitely don't mind Alec Burks as a value play. He's not like that 4K value play, but his minutes are going to be solid. We've seen more shot attempts with him and stuff here recently as well. So I think he is obviously someone to look at if Randall sits. Um, If Randall and Robinson sit, I have to think it's going to be Jericho Sims that gets 25 to 30 minutes. He really hasn't done much with minutes, and this is a tough matchup. So I don't know if I even play him, but I don't I don't think I play Taj Gibson either. Um, I think this is a tough matchup for any of these guys. 
Yeah, Toppin is the guy that we haven't talked about. He went nuts in the last game without Randall. Um, he his price did come up to forty five hundred, but I mean, this is a guy that put up forty seven DK points in that matchup against Charlotte. Obviously, a much more difficult matchup against Miami. But if he's going to be out there for thirty minutes without Randall, I think you got to have some interest in Toppin too. Yeah, uh, Toppin was the obvious one. Um, yeah. I, I just. You know, looking past if both of those are out, obviously, I think you're playing top and he plays 40 minutes in this game, even a tough matchup. I was looking more who else could we potentially play, and it's it's kind of tough. Maybe Sims. Uh, the Miami side of things, I like Bam in this spot. I think he could have a really strong game. He's averaged 45 fantasy points against this team in two matchups this season. Butler in or out, I don't think really affects him. Um, if Butler and Heroes sit, now we're looking at Kyle Lowry. Um, Max Strauss might be someone that becomes in play. It really is going to be determined by who plays. Yep. Completely agree. If, if Butler and hero hero are in there, I'm mostly out on this team. If Butler and hero are b- both out, I'm going to have a ton of exposure to Lowry, um, 6,500. We just saw him smash without those two, um, in a tough matchup at golden state in their last game. So 6,500 would just be way too cheap for Lowry. In that scenario, um, I like like your BAM call. New York, um, with even if Mitch Rob plays, like they they just don't have a ton of depth in the front court. Mitch Rob can get into foul trouble, so I I do like maybe maybe I would have a little bit of exposure to BAM even if everybody played. Um, but really, just waiting on the news, and I think Kyle Lowry is going to would end up one of my favorite plays on the slate if if Butler and Hero sit. All right, we got Dallas at Minnesota. This game has a 228 total. It's the second highest projected or implied team or implied total on the slate. The Timberwolves opened at minus two and a half. It's down to one and a half in most books now. Um, the injury report here is Bertans is out, Burke is out, Hardaway is out, and then Carl Anthony Towns on the Minnesota side is questionable. So looking at Dallas, looking at the slate from a, a far view i mean luca is the best stud on the slate and it's not particularly close yeah this is a, a great spot for luca um 12 one gotta pay for him but this i mean we've seen the usage numbers um since porzingis left town uh dinwiddie's been picking it up a little bit here recently but luca just does everything for this team really good matchup against minnesota Agree with you. Best stud on the slate. Uh, the rest of Dallas is is difficult because Luca missed the last game. They're all a little bit overpriced. Like it just feels like Brunson and Dinwiddie are about five hundred dollars too much. Um, of those two, I think I would rather play Dinwiddie. Uh, he's just been better than Brunson here recently. Seems to coexist a little bit better with Luca, uh, and and takes over the offense a little bit more when Luca is out of the lineup. So Dinwiddie a little bit overpriced but I might play a little bit in large field. Uh, I would probably be out on Brunson completely. Same with Finney Smith. I think that that price just adjusted to, to that one game without Luca and they're, they're difficult to play now. Yeah. Um, the Minnesota side of this game, and I agree with you on the Dallas side, you know, Brunson, Dinwiddie, their prices have just there. I think they're just too much here with Luca playing. I think if you were going to take shots, maybe Dinwiddie at seven K uh, but on the Minnesota side, ton of interest in Cat if he plays in this game. I don't think they really have 
anyone to really match up with him that well. Um, I could see Edwards being okay. I could see Russell being okay, but I, I mean, my, my main interest here for Minnesota, I think is going to be cat. If cat sits, Vanderbilt's going to smash at 4,500. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with exactly what you said there. I, I want cat if he's in there. Um, if he sits, I, I like your ba- Vanderbilt call a lot. I would also have interest in finding a ceiling from Edwards or Russell. Um, feels like Edwards has been a little bit inconsistent here recently. Uh, he was dealing with that injury for a minute, uh, but without Towns, one of those two would certainly go off and I would take plenty of shots on, on Edwards and Russell. All right. We uh, finish it out here. Oh, no, we have two more games. Sorry. I forgot about the Philly game. So Houston at Portland. This game has a 237 total. It opened at 237. It's 235 and a half most places now. Um, the Rockets are a three and a half point favorite. Um, I mean, Houston's good to go. Portland is without Bledsoe. They're without Hart, Ingles, Lillard, Little, Nurkic, Simons, and Winslow. So a lot of people missing for portland like it has been um this game there's going to be no defense (laughs) played it's going to be an all-star game without all-stars uh it's crazy this is a a wild game imagine houston is three-point favorites on the road this is this is just crazy game environment here um portland has been the worst defensive team in the nba over the last couple weeks as well just they're they're a complete train wreck. So you have to have interest in both sides of this game, in my opinion. But the Houston side first for me. Um, Christian Wood, I think, is the guy you're looking for the ceiling from. It was really good there for a couple of games. But Christian Wood is like the ultimate tournament play. Like he's either going to go out there and get you like 25 and completely dud at his salary or he's going to go out there and get you 50 and put up a tournament winning score. So like Christian Wood is the tournament guy. I'll, I'll be heavily exposed to him. I think I'm going to chase Jalen Green a little bit too. We've seen him shoot a little bit better here recently. Price at 5,600. He's been playing over 30 minutes um, with this matchup against Portland. I don't mind taking some shots on him. Um, and Kevin Porter has been a, a difficult case to, to figure out here recently. Uh, also all over the map and inconsistent, but in this game environment, I'll probably have some exposure there as well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this game is just so juicy that like, I probably end up like Porter jr. Would they're in my like player pool. I, I would assume um, Jalen green, I think is like, if he has a night where he just shoots the ball well and, and like, when he shoots the ball well, he usually puts up 30-plus fantasy points. So I think in this matchup, Jalen Green is someone that you're definitely getting in your player pool. On the Portland side, (laughs) I mean, Williams is 6,700. The price is tough, but the matchup is so good. It's so good, and... I mean, obviously, you got Watford, you got Eubanks. Those guys are fine. The other, Did you see the the last game they started Chris Dunn over. I was going to say, yeah, Chris Dunn is another guy that you can kind of look at here. And did he not get that thirty minute run because you know the blowout against San Antonio? So 
I mean, I, I like both of them, to be honest. Yeah, I think you definitely have to keep an eye on the starting lineup here. Um, I had all of Brandon Williams over props um, in that last game, and then he did not end up starting, and I was just drawing dead from, from the absolute start of this game. Um, I don't know if that was a defensive decision. Um, I, for, I think they were playing Memphis, uh, San Antonio. So I, I, I think that they started done so he could match up with DeJounte Murray. It did not go well. Uh, they still got blown out. So definitely keep an eye on, on the starting lineup. I think for to be able to play Brandon Williams at 6,700, you need him in the starting lineup. If he's coming off the bench again, that's a tough price tag to pay. I agree with you. I, I have interest in, in Dunn either way. If he grabs a start, he's probably one of the better value plays on the slate. Uh, even at 4,500 coming off the bench, he's playable against Houston, though, for sure. So um, definitely keep an eye on the starting lineup. Um, I think Eubanks is an interesting case. Like that 6,300 feels like an uncomfortable price to pay, but he's been solidly over 30 minutes um, for the better part of like the last six or seven games. I think that there's upside in this matchup uh, and I'll probably play a little bit of him just because Houston struggles against centers. Um, and then Ben McLemore is the other guy I want to talk about. This guy's been shooting like crazy coming off the bench. The minutes haven't necessarily been there, uh, but he, he only played 20 minutes in the, in their last game, that blowout at San Antonio that I was talking about. And he was crazy efficient seven of nine. Definitely don't expect that. Um, but his shot totals, the, the three before that were 16 attempts, 14 attempts, and 13 attempts. And this is only in like 25 to 30 minutes. Um, he's been playing well where I could see if this game stays close that he ends up getting run into the 30 minutes. So Macklemore at 3,700 might be my favorite target on this team. Hey, oh, 3,700 Ben Macklemore. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man, I think I'm gonna make that the headline of the podcast. Oh, $3,700 Ben McLemore. What could go wrong? Um, there you go. Anyway, we we finished it out here with Philadelphia Adelaide taking on the Clippers. Two twenty-two and a half total here. Uh, the 76ers a five and a half point favorite. I think they should probably be a little bit more. That's just my personal opinion. Um, on the Philadelphia side, I mean they're really injury wise, they're good to go. And then on the Clippers side. Covington is questionable. George Leonard Powell out. Starting here with Philly. If you're not playing Luca, if you're not playing Luca, I think Embiid or Harden is where you end up. I probably lean Embiid. On DraftKings, I really like the idea of going Gobert Embiid instead of Luca. I think there's some ceiling to you know, doing that instead of playing Luca um, on FanDuel, I like the idea of playing Rudy Gobert over Joel Embiid uh, because I do think that he has the ceiling to outperform DFS-wise Embiid in the spot. So um, my problem, once you get past, like, those two guys, it's tough. It's tough to pay this price for Tobias. It's tough to pay this price for Maxi with everyone playing in this game. I, on Philly, it really for me it's Embiid or Harden, and I probably don't end up playing both of them together. Yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything you have have said there. Um, I I have a, a slightly stronger lean to Embiid over Harden. I just think that Embiid is is the true alpha on this team, and Harden has no problem taking a back seat and just letting Embiid 
tear the Clippers apart. So it's going to be Embiid over Harden for me um, by, by a fair amount. Harden, I mean, I'll play a little bit for the ceiling, but I, I just the majority of the time I'm going to be getting to Embiid instead of Harden. Agree with you on Maxi and Harris. I, I would definitely play Maxi before I played Harris, but paying seven near seven K for either of them when you have Embiid and Harden on the same team is is really difficult. I think um, Embiid and Harden missing those couple of games there inflated those prices a little bit. We had seen Tobias trending down towards the six K mark, and, and Maxi was in like the mid sixes, and now they're both up near seven K. So definitely even and the Clippers play good defense too. Tough tougher matchup so. It's pretty much just Embiid on the on Philly for me. That's really it for me. Um, I maybe could see playing Reggie Jackson as like a run back option on the other side of this game, but man, this yeah, you could maybe take a shot on Morris. The Clippers team, they're I mean they're just a good all around team, you know, and that's the the problem with them on most nights. Yeah, the Clippers are just a disaster to figure out. Um, I did see a note today that Marcus Morris was going to be limited the remainder of the season. Yeah, 25 minutes. He's going to have a cap of 25 minutes the rest of the season. So that I think that takes Morris out of play. Maybe they give a little bit more run to somebody like Terrence Mann or Luke Kennard. I think those two become a little bit more interesting in the spot. Reggie Jackson's been the guy with the usage, but up at 7,500 in a tough matchup with Philly, I – I don't really want to do that. So I think I would take shots on that rotation changing a little bit. And I'd look to Terrence Mann or uh, Luke Kennard, maybe even Amir Coffey. Let me know how that works out for you. Yeah, um, it's not not something I intend <laughs> to do a lot of because figuring out this Clippers rotation has been a disaster for the better part of a month. All right, so let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X using DraftKings scoring. Who are you looking at here? Um, it's going to be Ben McLemore for me. I, coming off the bench, I know, but he has a phenomenal matchup with Houston, and I think just he's been shooting the ball well, and I think he has, there's upside on his minutes uh, if the game can stay a little bit closer. I'm going to go Obi Toppin. I think one of um, Randall or Robinson sit in this game, Obi Toppin, 4,500. If he can stay out of foul trouble like he did against Charlotte the other night, he crushes in the spot. So, I mean, it's a tough matchup, but he guys, if he stays out of foul trouble, I, I think the matchup will present him enough to crush. So that's what I meant to say. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who is your bust today? I'm going to go Harden. Never a fun fade, but this just feels like an Embiid game to me. I'm going to ride Embiid heavy, uh, and that likely puts me underweight on Harden. I am going to go under on Christian Wood in this game. I could see him easily smashing in this game. No doubt about it. I just love Embiid and Gobert, so I know i'm going to be underweight and i even like bam for a little bit less than christian wood so i i know i'm not going to play him so might as well hope it i hope he busts (laughs) there you go uh who's your favorite 6x play today um give me donovan mitchell just a great matchup with charlotte should be an up-tempo game for utah charlotte should push him a little bit uh i I think he's at 9k there's a lot of upside at at that price without Bogdanovich. Um, 
I, I mean, I think I got to go Rudy Gobert. You know, it, it wouldn't wouldn't be fair as much as I've talked about him not to highlight him at least one more time. So, um, love Rudy Gobert in this spot. Who's your let's get weird GPP play of the day? Sticking in that game, um, we've we talked about how much we love the two Utah stars. I, one of these Charlotte guys is probably going to keep the game close. Hope That's what I'm going to hope anyway. I, I'm going to go Terry Rozier. I know it hasn't been a fun run here recently, but it's in there somewhere. He had a, a great stretch for a, a while there. Uh, I'm going to chase that a little bit in a tough matchup at Utah. I'm going to go Chris Dunn. We talked about him. I could easily see him being popular here, but I hope he flies under the radar. Um, so I'm going to go Chris Dunn getting the job done today. <laughs> Dunn getting the job done. Maybe I make that. <laughs> I like <it>. um, <laughs> Oh, man. So many to choose from today. <laughs> Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here today? Um, I did have one bet that I saw Detroit is sitting at minus two and a half at home, Washington coming in on a back-to-back. I would not be surprised if Porzingis and Kuzma both sit in that game and Detroit just absolutely destroys Washington. So I love Detroit minus two and a half. All right. All right. All right. That's going to wrap it up here for Friday first road course race of the season for nascar so if you play some nascar make sure you head on over and check out the premium premium nascar package here at roto grinders i can't talk today and um i'll be breaking down those races there's a free preview article up on the main page on nascar main page and the roto grinders main page so check that out um excited for coda excited the weather is better than last year because last year's race was scary to watch That's going to wrap it up for the NBA, and we'll be back Monday talking hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.